And one of the key things that we find is that people deep down probably know they're stuck on something, but they will avoid it and they will avoid it because they think there's something wrong with them. And that is the complete opposite of our belief about getting stuck and unstuck. We believe that getting stuck is an opportunity. It's a chance to make something better in your life. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we're here with Nancy Hawley. Nancy is the Vice President and General Manager of Unstuck, part of SY Partners. Unstuck is a mobile app and toolkit that focuses on helping people, even business leaders, to become unstuck with the problems they face in their daily lives. With a variety of free and paid for content, and now with millions of downloads, we talk about the ways that Unstuck and technology more generally can help you improve the quality of your digitized life. But first of all, welcome to Digital Mindfulness. For over three years now, we've brought you the best teachers and thought leaders to teach you how to be your best self in a digitally distracted world. If you're new to our show, then the best place to find out much more about us is at digitalmindfulness.net forward slash start which has some required listening podcasts where we discuss everything from becoming more focused to habit building, cyberbullying, and much more. Okay, so enjoy the show with Nancy Hawley. So Nancy, welcome to Digital Mindfulness. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Um, I'm really, really delighted that you could be here today. Um, and I wonder if we can just start by you kind of telling us a little bit more about yourself and particularly how you came to Unstuck. Um, sure. Well, I, um, I've been an, an editor and writer my entire career and um, spent uh, the latter half of it in digital at some well-known women's service magazines. So most recently I was at Martha Stewart. Before that I was at Real Simple. I spent some years at Epicurious um, and I love that. But, you know, I think I was actually feeling stuck and might not have realized it. And a friend of a friend said, there's this company called SY Partners and they're looking for someone, you know, who is a writer editor who is used to working, you know, writing for consumers as opposed to business and can help us on this project. And, and they wouldn't tell me anything more about it, but they sent me this book called Unstuck and I read it and I just fell in love with it um, immediately, like the voice and the ideas that I saw myself in it. And I said, oh, these people, they, they know what they're talking about. So they asked me to join them. Uh, and what they wanted to do uh, was an experiment of sorts. So SY Partners at that point had been around for about 20 years and they consult with CEOs and their leadership team in times of transformation. And what they found through their experience is that the step right before transformation is a stuck moment. Like you're stuck on something and you have to admit you're stuck on something. They help that team figure that out and then how to move forward. And they thought, how can we bring the, these strategies and these tactics to a wider audience? And this is when the iPad had first come out and, you know, people were 
you know, gaga over it, myself included. And they said, well, let's try something out on the iPad and see how it goes over. And really the expectations are who knows, who knows what could happen. And so I joined the launch team and we took a lot of the learnings from the consultancy and we created the Unstuck app, put it out there on the app store and we're just thrilled and amazed that we got, you know, close to a million downloads, like really quickly. Um, people really seemed to embrace it. It was really one of the first, I think, what I call neo self-help apps out there. Now there it's more in the space, but at the time Apple didn't even know how to categorize us. It was, it was so new to them. Um, but that, that's sort of the long and short of it. I've been here now for over five years and I've learned so much and been able to take like, so women's service, which I'd focused on before really is kind of a how to in a bit of a different area. So I've just shifted that focus more to how do we help ourselves? So I really want to explore this term a little bit more about being unstuck. What to you means getting people unstuck? That's, a, that's okay. Well, you know, get stuck is, it happens to us all the time. I mean, it can be something really big, like a life-changing decision. It can be something small, like, you know, I'm, I'm not eating well during lunch hour. And that's a stuck moment too. And I think that people don't realize it's really a problem that you're facing. And, and then you need to solve the problem. And it sounds very simple, but people have a really hard time admitting they're stuck. For me, I found the term unstuck um, to be really important um, and impactful, certainly in the way that you use it here. And um, and I think, well, what I'd like to kind of explore is just whether you think that people being um, stuck and the roots are getting unstuck, do you think a lot of that has to do with the our digitized lives and having instant access to everyone and all information? I think that... Being online all the time is a huge stuck moment across the world. The Unstuck app will work with any stuck moment, but I think that it's particularly suited for the professional who is constantly getting information and and researching and, and always online. I mean, it's exhausting, right? Like you're just taking in so much information. I mean, I personally have three things I have to check all the time to see if somebody has contacted me. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, the, the news and texting, like you think about texts, we're all like Pavlov's dogs when that little bell goes off. And I wish we could stop it. And so unstuck is the way that we designed it is for you to be quiet and thoughtful. We have very big screens with no distraction. We have great big type. And the very first question we ask you is, how are you feeling? And that's it. And then you get to choose from 15 different answers. But you're, you know, you're not having any bells and whistles. You have time to think. We ask you, so what are you stuck on right now? And simply filling in this form is really clarifying for a lot of people you know, they've got thoughts running around in their heads, but they've probably never written it down or even said it out loud. And when they write it down, they're like, oh, you know, and they realize something about themselves. And so it takes, you know, no more than five minutes to go through the app. 
but it's five minutes when you're quietly, thoughtfully focused on yourself and looking inward. And we're not doing that when we're connected. We're looking outward all the time. So it's a different experience. I do really like that gentle approach to helping people through whatever challenges um, they may be going through. And I'm wondering as well, um, is something that you offer, is it that you kind of give people concrete solutions to their problems? Or is it rather that you kind of give people the space to figure out their own solutions? That's a great question. So our approach to helping people help themselves is we believe that you probably already have the answer somewhere deep inside of you and you're avoiding it in some way. So we don't bring this sort of one size fits all, here's how to do it, and then you have to sort of sift through and see if you can find yourself in it. We believe in a very personalized approach. So we ask you provocative questions about yourself that bring up things that you may know or didn't know you knew, but you're like, oh God, that's right. And you, can, you can't ignore it anymore. And then we help you get comfortable with that so that, that you can address it. And within the app, you know, once uh, you answer the questions and we offer up one of 11 ways that we believe people get stuck, we offer you some tips to help you think differently or try something new. And we have some tools in there, for instance, if you're a waffler, somebody who has trouble making decisions because you really overthink things all the time and you go back and forth, which can be a, a great attribute in some ways, but can get you stuck, we have a tool called Pros versus Pros where we ask you to list out the benefits of the two decisions, the two choices you have, and then you have five seconds to match up the benefits with each decision. And the one that gets most is probably the one you should do because we're asking you stop thinking and just listen to your gut and go. So no, we don't tell people what to do, but we help people tell themselves. This is a really, really interesting approach to me and particularly so because um, it sounds like a very mindful approach that you're encouraging people to take on because you're working with their attention and by helping people to focus their attention um, and use that as a starting place to help them overcome um, whatever problems they may be having seems a really um, fantastic and non-invasive approach. Absolutely. So I think attention is a key word because our attention is so splintered these days. And so we tend not to focus on ourselves and, or maybe we're avoiding it. And we've got plenty out there to keep us distracted from looking at ourselves. And one of the key things that we find is that people deep down probably know they're stuck on something, but they will avoid it. And they will avoid it because they think there's something wrong with them. And that is the complete opposite of our belief about getting stuck and unstuck. We believe that getting stuck is an opportunity. It's a chance to make something better in your life. But if you don't admit you're stuck, you're going to stay in that same place and repeat those behaviors and those thoughts over and over again. But if you do shift your thinking right now and say, oh, I'm not ashamed of getting stuck. In fact, I'm going to think about what's going to be better and start, you know, and take a look at yourself, then your whole world is going to open up. 
I think one of the reasons why I like this so much is that, um, again, because it, well, number one, because it's not non-invasive, but number two is that by cultivating people's attention, you really help people to become their own therapists or their own doctors, right? By helping them to um, see more clearly things that might be helping them or things that might be making them stuck. Um, is that what you'd say you're doing? Well, that's that's exactly right. And we've identified 11 patterns that get people stuck. And, you know, because people are a little ashamed, maybe, uh, or they can't afford a therapist, or it's not that done in their society, we give them an opportunity to very privately have this conversation with themselves. And, you know, we try to approach them in a very warm, embracing, non-judgmental way. You know, we all get stuck all the time. And I think one of the things that really holds people back is the idea of perfectionism. Society expects us to be perfect. It's pretty unrelenting, actually. And so we think we have to be perfect, but not one single one of us is. But we hold ourselves up to impossible standards. So it's almost impossible to admit you're stuck because you're not being perfect. And so if you embrace the fact that you're not perfect, but you could be better, then it gets a little easier. You take some of the pressure off of yourself. And I think Unstuck can help you do that privately. And we hope that it's not your last step, but your first step in your journey, that you do talk to other people and you do try new things. Um, Unstuck is not a panacea, but almost more of a starting point. I think I agree. And I think just to kind of go on a little bit from that um, um, perfectionism motif, um, it's when we're talking about being online, you know, the whole um, drive towards perfectionism is all around us. Um, and it's something we're all encouraged to be, right? We're always encouraged to show the the highlight reel um, of our lives online, the, the best clips, as it were. And so having tools that can encourage us to um, to kind of be ourselves more and kind of confront all of the um, all of the things that we might not want to share online are really deeply important. Yeah, oh, I mean, we're judgmental as a race, you know, and you know, and and we love to judge because it makes us feel better about ourselves in a really negative way. But but it does, and so you know, yeah, you can't escape it. It's like whether you're on social media and, and believe me, social media is all about appearing perfect, you know, or you're looking at some celebrity photo and you rip that person apart because you're feeling bad about yourself. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I think the antidote and it may be a baby step toward trying to feel a little less perfect and okay with that is to practice just a little bit of vulnerability. Like, just put yourself out there. So, you know, we had an article recently that we wrote about not staying connected to the people that you value the most in your life. You know how you have these treasured relationships and then you just let them go because you know they'll always be there. But, you know, wouldn't your life be so much better if you paid more attention to them? And so I, I put on my Facebook page, you know, I am so guilty of this. And... When I put that out there and said, yeah, I'm not perfect. I let those relationships lag where I shouldn't. Other people said, oh, yeah, me too. And they chimed in. They're almost waiting for that first person to say that. And then the other person was like, yeah, I'm like that too. And then 
your guard goes down and then you, you stop having to pretend, oh, I'm so busy, you know, that I, I can't reach out to you. It's more like I'm maybe I'm just too tired or something. But you feel you feel less alone. So one of the things, Nancy, that you mentioned at the top of the interview was that um, the app has currently had millions of downloads. And I'm wondering if you can just share some stories, if you can, of the ways that um, Unstuck has actually helped people in their real lives. Um, sure. Well, first, I want to say that when you use it, we take your privacy very seriously. And the only stories that I will tell are stories that people told me in full disclosure. That we would make that public. Um, so the app gets used in ways that really surprised us, which is amazing and wonderful. And one of the areas that we were really surprised in was the ADHD community has really embraced the app. Um, I, again, because I think it, it allows you to focus on one thing, be very thoughtful, calm your mind that's going a million miles an hour. Um, and I spoke with one woman whose son is, has ADHD and, you know, so they struggle and, and he struggles. He's about 12. And so she uses the app. She asks him to go through it and, you know, say how he's feeling, thinking and, and doing at that moment. And then she reviews what he puts in there and she's able to understand what's going on with him and then able to help him work through it, which is it's one of my favorite stories. It's just a beautiful story. Um, some other surprising ways that people have used Unstuck is actually as a communication facilitator, although that also is sort of communication facilitator. Um, but we, we met this um, principal of a rather progressive school, and he was tackling this thorny issue um, around curricula. And he wanted to bring all of his faculty together to discuss it, but he thought, you know, this could get really out of hand. And, I, and he didn't want to impose any of his own agenda on them. So he put them into groups and had them all use the Unstuck app together as a group to figure out how they were feeling, thinking, and doing, and what the suggestions might be for the curriculum. And then they compared them. And he said it was very interesting to see the different group dynamics, whether it was collaborative, one person took over. I mean, they learned a lot and they surfaced things that they they wouldn't have normally. So that was, uh, I thought, a wonderful sort of group use of it. But I think primarily people use it individually. And probably one of the biggest stuck moments people have is procrastination. <laughs> it's without a doubt, the most popular topic yeah. on our site <laughs> and probably one of the most popular outcomes you get when you go. I mean, who doesn't procrastinate? <laughs> we all do. Yeah. And it's, it's less, um, I guess it's less embarrassing to admit you procrastinate because, because we all do. That was definitely um, a knowing laugh because I absolutely do suffer from um, procrastination. But um I'm wondering, again, kind of going a little bit deeper into this word um, stuck and being and becoming unstuck, how would I know or how would the audience know if they were stuck? Um, is it just something as simple as, um, you know, lethargy or um, a lack of energy? And more importantly, how do people get unstuck? Well, I mean, it can be lethargy for sure. I mean, I think... I mean, we all sort of have a regular set point for our day, you know, our levels of 
happiness and unhappiness as we go through our work. And if you start to notice your um, emotions are shifting in a different way, all of a sudden you're less patient or you're getting angry at people more often or you just feel frustrated, pay attention to those emotions. There's something going on in there. And the other big area related to this is the stories that you're telling yourself. So we're all telling ourselves stories in our heads all the time. We rarely say them out loud. But if you're saying, oh, I can't, or this is impossible, or I won't do this, I don't like this change, these sort of negative stories that reinforce your stuckness, you know, because the more you say, no, no, I can't, or this is awful, or they're judging me, you're reinforcing the situation as is. And that is definitely a sign that you need to change the stories that you're telling yourself. You need to look at what's going on and maybe try to find some optimism in the situation. I think that's really good to know. And um, I think over and above people feeling um, um, emotionally stuck, um, it just sounds like going through the app and the different exercises on the app is just something that um, people should do in general um, as part of um, general mental health. Exactly. I love that idea, sort of having a checkup on how you're doing. And the more honest you are with with your answers, you're going to surprise yourself because we all do. We bury it in there because we need to get on with our day. We need to get on with our responsibilities. And Oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. But um, sorry, is that something then that you recommend to people that over and above just checking in once that people should go through the exercises regularly? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, um, I mean, if I were to recommend a cadence, I would say weekly um, and sort of keep note of, you know, the different emotions and thoughts that you're having from week to week and see, are they, are they going up? Are they going down? Are they staying the same? You know, um, and that will just give you more insight into you because really unstuck is about you understanding yourself better. So I'm interested to know, um, Nancy, and again, this just might be a little bit of a personal question, but um, which demographics have been using the app more, would you say? Like, is it used more by teenagers and, um, and young people, or are you finding that it's more used by, um, I guess, um, adult or workers who are in the workplace and they're coming across those moments of being stuck? Um, well, um, as part of our terms and conditions, we don't recommend anyone under 13 use it. So we don't, we don't have a lot of data or insight into children, although I can say that I believe Unstuck is more useful for adults because they need it more. Um, children tend to be more honest and to see things more clearly, actually. So we did... We made a short video a couple of years ago. We went into Central Park with a camera and we stopped kids, you know, got a signed release and we stopped kids and we asked them some questions about failure because adults don't like to fail, but we actually think you learn from failure. Anyway, so we asked them these questions and these kids were amazing and, you know, it was like, oh, I try, I try and try again and, oh, you know, no, I don't give up and they go, they went on and on and we put it online as a lesson to us as adults to embrace our inner child, to remember what it was like when you were learning every single day, all these different things, because we're all still learning. 
but we have trouble again not being perfect or not knowing everything. So it's a long way of saying that adults can benefit <laughs> far more from unstuck than um, than children can. So for people listening now who might say that that they're feeling stuck, what advice would you give to them to um, to becoming unstuck? Well, this is uh, it. It sounds simple, but it's actually not that easy. But if you're able to shift to that internal belief you have that getting stuck is a bad thing, your world is going to open up. If you continue to think that getting stuck or having a problem, which is the same thing, is is shameful or wrong or you shouldn't be facing that because you're better than that, then you're, you're just going to stay in the same place that you are. You're going to – the status quo will be the status quo forever. So, you know, accepting that a stuck moment is an opportunity to make something better, to shift that thinking, then allows you to pay attention to yourself. And I think we all deserve to pay a little more attention to ourselves a little more deeply than we do. It's not about the outfit you're wearing, but it's how you're thinking and feeling that really matters. Cool. That's fabulous. So Nancy, in this age where it's where we're hyper-connected and we can access anyone at any time, what would you say are the most important human traits and how do we cultivate those? That is a great question. Um, I, the first, I think the most important trait that animals can have is empathy and rolled up in empathy is patience which we're all lacking, myself included. I actually wrote a story, Patience, is there an app for that? Because I was just noticing how people were becoming so demanding, um, you know, and entitled feeling that, you know, we put stuff out there online and then they, not only do they want more or something different, but they, it's almost as if they're pounding their fists saying, come on, give it to us. And I think if we, stopped, slowed down, had a little patience, had a little empathy for why this might be, we'd understand ourselves a little better. We'd understand other people in situations better. We'd stop having knee-jerk reactions to things. Because, you know, I know I'm online almost all day and you see something, you're like, oh my God, and then you're moving on to the next thing and you're not even processing it. Um, so I think empathy for what's going on in your personal life, in the world, is key to sort of a more evolved way of living. And then sort of uh, related to empathy is optimism. Because at the base of every stuck moment, there is some kind of fear. Whatever that is, fear is holding you back and keeping you stuck. And if you approach that fear with optimism, then you're able to say, okay, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm afraid of this right now, but I don't have to be. There is a way out. And we're all facing a lot of unknowns these days, particularly with the connected world that we live in. Um, it's brought a lot of wonderful things to our lives, but a lot of scary things, things we don't know. We don't know how they're going to work out, what's going to happen, what is this going to mean for my job, for my industry. And so this unknown, really the only way to address it is with optimism, because if, you are, if you're just fearful, you're going to back yourself into a corner. 
Um, so once you have that optimistic outlook, you need to be creative. And when I say creative, I don't mean that you need to sketch things or have any artistic ability whatsoever. Um, but what I mean is creativity is really problem solving. It's looking at things differently, seeing what hasn't been seen before, and then connecting the dots perhaps in a new way. So if you're looking at a problem and all you can see are the things that are getting in your way and the obstacles, then you have then shift your thinking. It's like, okay, well, what's helping me? What are the positives on that side? Where are the opportunities in this situation? And so seeing those and then maybe connecting them or pushing them up against some of the obstacles helps you creatively problem solve. And I think the fourth trait that we all need, particularly these days, is resilience. Because as much as we try to practice empathy and optimism and creativity, things aren't always going to go the way that we want them to. And we need to bounce back. I think it's perfectly fine to take a few minutes and allow yourself to maybe feel a little defeated when things happen, but don't stay there. Find ways to regain your energy, regain your confidence, even if it's going off and doing something completely unrelated, but something you love and something you're good at. Maybe you're helping someone else. And that's going to build your confidence back up, give you more energy, get you back in the game. So I, I, that finally, without resilience, it doesn't make any difference. That was fantastic. Um, Nancy, where can people find out a bit more about you and the work that you do? Oh, well, unstuck.com is our website, and you can find out all about the different um, products that we have. We have a lot of content that we offer for free. We have tip cards and live courses, and we, our, our app is, there's a web version of it on the site, but if you prefer to have the iPad app, you can go to the App Store on Apple and find it there. That's brilliant. Well, Nancy, thank you so much again for spending time with us here on Digital Mindfulness. Um, I'm really loved the wisdom and the insights that you've given us today. So thank you again for your time. Oh, thank you, Lawrence. It's been my pleasure.